Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thanks so much for joining me today, especially if you are like me in that you could benefit from using your time a little more wisely. I know I have moments where I'm like, I just need another hour in the day. But here's the truth. If I use the time I do have better, I wouldn't feel like I needed another hour. And I can't get another hour, right? That's not going to happen. I know that I'm not totally maximizing my time. And if I even make a one degree improvement in how I use my time every day, at the end of the year, that is a massive change. And I like things like one degree improvements because it's tangible. It's easy. I don't have to have this 180 degree behavior change. I can just use my time today a little bit better than yesterday. And what we're going to talk about today was inspired by something that one of my mastermind members shared. We were talking about some of the things we were working on individually and She said that she was going to be adding a daily habit of 15 minutes of daily decluttering. And when she shared it, she said, that's 465 minutes in the month, which I love because sometimes 15 minutes, it's like, what can I do in 15 minutes? But if I have 15 minutes where I'm not distracted and it's every day and it's a super bite-sized piece, I can do anything for 15 minutes, at the end of the month, That's 465 minutes. That is absolutely significant. You know, imagine what you could do with almost eight hours of decluttering, right? If you spent an hour in each room, that would be significant. But it gets done so much more easily when it's 15 minutes a day. So I loved that. And it was around that time that I was going through my notes in a book I mentioned, I think just last week, the, uh, the Wealthy Gardener book. And the Wealthy Gardener book referred to an impact activity and the practice of having an impact hour. And I am always, always looking to use my time better so that I'm less stressed, so that I'm getting things done that need to be done and things aren't hanging over my head all the time. So I was really hooked when the book described an impact activity as something that earns a goal 
or condition. Something that earns a goal or condition. I actually wrote about this in Chasing Cupcakes. And we talk about the difference between lead measures and lag measures. Lead measures indicate future success. So for example, if you were looking at the number of days in a month where you follow the golden rules of carbs and fat loss, right? That is something that is predictive of future success. Or um, in the in an example that I that I found online, it was saying that in a construction setting, the use of safety equipment is an indicator of something in the future, right? Like a reduction in workplace accidents. That measure tells us something about some future performance. Now, the, the, the alternative to a lead measure is a lag measure, an indicator of past performance. So body weight is a lag measure because what I weigh today is a reflection of the things that I did in the last month, right? Or um, number of accidents in the workplace is a reflection of the things that have happened over the last whatever period you're looking at. This matters because when we talk about impact activities, we want to focus on predictors of future success. So this is why when, when people share with me that they have a weight goal, I'm like, I, I go back to that chapter in Chasing Cupcakes that talks about lead measures and lag measures because what you really want to focus on are the things that you control every day that if you do them consistently will get you that outcome that you want. Because with something like weight, it's easy to say, oh, I'll do better tomorrow. You know, oh, this one thing won't hurt. It's harder to control it moment by moment, day by day. That is why we want to focus when we're talking about impact activities, something that earn a goal or condition, we want to focus on lead measures, things that predict future performance, things that you do that earn the goal or condition. When I think about business, if I want to have a launch that makes X amount of money, then one of the measures of that future performance is names on my email list, for example. If I have more names on my email list, that is predictive of that future outcome that I want, that goal or condition. More names on the email list earns the goal of that monetary launch, right? So that would be an example of a lead measure. Instead of setting this goal that I have to make X amount of money, which maybe I can't affect today because the launch hasn't happened yet, instead, I can say, I want to get five new names on my email list today or 100 new names on my email list this week. What are the things that I'm going to do that drive that? Okay? So when we talk about an impact activity, we're talking about the activity that earns the goal or condition. If you have a particular fitness goal, then you want to be looking at activities that you can do on the daily that earn that goal or that condition. 
in the book, they not only talk about impact activities and what they are, but impact hours, having an impact hour every day. And if you're thinking, I don't have 60 minutes to do anything, you can have an impact 15 minutes, like my client who is doing 15 minutes of daily decluttering. It's 15 minutes. When I first started back to working out after Roman was born, my workouts were five to 15 minutes. That's it. I wasn't initially going to the gym. I was doing something in my home office for five to 15 minutes. That is an activity that is a lead measure because it's predictive of a future outcome, right? The concept of an impact hour really got to me because I'll tell you exactly how this applies to me personally in case you're in a, in a similar situation, but know that this can apply to every single goal. So I'm a full-time stay-at-home mom, but I also have multiple businesses that I run and I have help with Roman here and there. Thursdays, my husband's home, so I can count to work on Thursdays. I can work when he's napping. I have a babysitter who comes for a few hours a week. The challenge is my work has been all over the place. Sometimes when the babysitter's here, I'm responding to emails or I'm creating slides for a particular presentation or I'm on social media or I'm, you know, dealing with a particular issue on my website, any number of things. And what can happen, I don't know if you can relate to this, but I'm going to guess you probably can. I can feel like I was so busy and I did a lot of things, but they weren't the things that I really needed to get done. Anybody relate to that? This can also apply outside of work. This could be in your home. I never sit down, but I haven't managed to keep my kitchen clean or organize the garage or whatever it is for you. So now I'm in this position where not only do I need to keep up with my work, but I need to also find the time to get ahead so that I can take a maternity leave with these twins, which will probably be a little longer than it was with Roman. And so I'm looking at this going, I already feel like I'm struggling with the time that I have to do these things. And then I hear about this idea of impact hour. And I was like, okay, what if there was one hour, at least six days a week, where for that hour, I only do the things that help me get ahead for my upcoming maternity leave. So when the babysitter is here, if that's not my impact hour, that's when I can be creating a presentation or that's when I can be recording podcasts for next month or that's when I can be responding to emails or doing something for social media. But there is one hour every single day and it has to be on my schedule. I have to know when it is. It either has to be when Roman is already down for the night or when I have somebody here to make sure that he's cared for. But in that impact hour, the only thing I do are things that move forward the goal of my maternity leave. So things that need to be done prior to that point. An hour does not seem like a lot, especially, you know, I'm used to working prior to having Dagny. I worked 70 hours a week minimum Every single week, I worked on Christmas, I worked on New Year. So this phase of life is very different for me and 60 minutes does not seem like a lot. But six hours in a week that is dedicated to nothing else is huge. It is absolutely huge. 
And again, if you're thinking impact hour is too much, you can do an impact 10 minutes. The key is to make sure you're doing the right thing. There's a Peter Drucker quote that I love so much. It says, doing the right thing matters so much more than doing the thing right. Do you know what the right thing is for impact? That's why we had the conversation about lead measures. Not, I wouldn't suggest having 10 minutes where it's like, I clean my house for 10 minutes every day because that's not very specific. I believe that for it to be truly an impact hour, an impact 10 minutes, it has to be directly tied to a goal that you have and it has to be a lead measure. It has to be a, a behavior that indicates future success for that goal. Here's the thing to consider though. Maybe your impact hour is about what you don't do. Maybe your impact hour is the hour where your phone is away and you're giving full attention to your family. The TV is off and the phone is off. There's no screens. An impact hour doesn't have to be something you do. It could be something you don't do. And again, if 60 minutes feels like a big starting point, are you ready to start with 45 minutes? If not, are you ready to start with 30 minutes? Impact hour. And it's going to be different for different areas of your life. I've told you what it looks like for me for my business because other things I don't feel like I need an impact hour for. I don't feel like I need an impact hour for my physical health because I'm in a good routine there right now. What I want to do, I want to read to you a few pages from this book. I think it's going to make it a little more tangible for you. All right, it starts like this. An impact activity is an action that earns a goal or condition. Quote, if we're unhappy with the harvest we're reaping, we should sow a different seed, said Phil Pringle. If we're busy every waking hour and getting nowhere fast, we need to change what we're doing so we use the hours better. We need impact activities that produce better results. Doing the right thing means doing things that impact results. I learned this lesson after a crisis. During the stock market crash of 2000 to 2002, I saw my life savings dwindle and with it, my hopes of prosperity. I found that the misery of losing money was related to the years of labor required to earn it. When the money evaporates, we feel the pain of our futile efforts. Prior to this loss, I had wanted a life of prosperity. After this painful crisis, however, I had a deeper conviction that I would accept nothing less than wealth. I would not tolerate stress, vulnerability, and money worries for life. My determination was mixed with deep emotion. What followed was nearly unbelievable. I ascribe these results to the power of doing the right things and doing them consistently. I committed to making room for impact activities. I revamped my weekly schedule, avoiding the hollow hours to better use the days. At that time, I made my living as a chiropractor. In this career, I earned an ordinary income equal to the median income of a certified city plumber. But after the stock market crash of 2000 to 2002, my income skyrocketed, more than doubling during the unusual three-year period that followed. 
I then saved more money each month than the average chiropractor earned each month, and I did not advertise or market my services one bit differently. What happened during this time? I changed my activities as follows. I eliminated alcohol and entertainment. I spent time in solitude and meditation, maintained an upbeat attitude, exercised daily, adhered to a nearly perfect dietary regimen, wrote specific money goals, drew images of my goals, made a vision board of the clippings, vividly imagined patients calling me, used affirmations nonstop, listened to personal development audiobooks while driving, planned my days, expanded my business hours, spent time with my family, and revitalized my mind and body during non-work hours. If you scrutinize this list of activities with a careful eye and fail to comprehend what led to the doubling of my income, be patient. I will explain in entirety in later chapters and lessons. The point to digest at this early stage is that there was a huge difference in the objective results, but little physical cause of these financial changes. I want to... uh, I want to skip forward just a little bit. It says, I doubled my income by engaging in impact activities. And then it moves forward and uh, it talks here about, I'm just trying to see if any of this makes sense to read to, if it'll make, it kind of goes into like this weird story thing. Yeah, here we go. Okay, a little bit more. An impact hour is 60 minutes of doing the right things that lead to a critical outcome. An impact hour is the opposite of a hollow hour, and it moves us forward toward our goals. It is an hour of effort that adds to the great volume of work that is required for achievement. We all use the same clock, but it is obvious that some people have more impact than others. An inspiring example is that of an attorney in Mississippi who created impact hours in his days despite an overcrowded life. His story discredits the excuse that we have no time to pursue our dreams. We make time or we keep what we've got. At 30 years of age, this man was busy. In fact, he worked 60 hours each week at his law firm, was married, and had two small children. His schedule was booked. He was in the midst of the most demanding season of his life. But one day in a courthouse, this lawyer overheard the testimony of a young rape victim. He was moved deeply and couldn't stop thinking about it. He paused during this ordinary day, reflecting on what he'd witnessed, and was curiously inspired to write a novel along the lines of the testimony he heard. Goes on, talks about the hours that he gave to this and what he gave up and what he changed, and then it says, you know, that this man is known by the name John Grisham. It says, our dreams may begin as inspiration, but dreams are earned by daily hours. Impact hours are the cement blocks that form the foundation of worthy achievement. All dreams are paid for with our time. All dreams are paid for with our time. And I get it. We have a lot of things competing for our time. Same. Same. 100%. Me too. But what I will say is that there is always a way to use your time more wisely. And like I said, maybe that means getting rid of some distractions. Maybe it means a 30-minute work block where for me, it's 60 minutes, but it is only those things that need to be done 
so that I'm moving ahead with things for my maternity leave. It's not other work tasks. It's not other home tasks. It's not other personal tasks. It's not working for an hour without distractions. It's working on the right things. Of course, with focus, but our dreams are paid for with our hours. I love that. I love that, and I hope that you won't just hear this and be like, yes, I need to use my time better. I hope that you will hear this and say to yourself, how will I implement it today? And then say to yourself again tomorrow, how will I implement it today? And say to yourself the next day, how will I implement it today? Because we all have the same amount of time. We have the opportunity to use it more wisely. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time.